chapter. I'm sure that uh, Chris is on point. He's ahead of me probably. It's right up there on monitor by now. Luke chapter 12. Go down with me um, for the sake of our time together at verse 48, Luke 12 at verse 48. <coughs> really starting kind of like a series of preaching to make our way to the end of the year. Uh, this will be kind of like part one, but all of chapter 12 is, is uh, good for reading. And so I want to encourage you this afternoon and in the weeks and days and weeks to come, read through chapter 12 carefully because uh, we really want to talk about uh, all of chapter 12. And it is one of those uh, life-changing chapters in the Bible. Every, every chapter, every verse, every line is life-changing, but chapter 12 Deacon Walker really speaks to Brookville right now as we're drawing to the end of the year and we've looked at our finances and looked at our ministry, uh, looked at our vision. The answers are in chapter 12. And so I want to start this afternoon, coming right out of Thanksgiving, I want to start uh, looking at uh, what we have to do. Uh, this is not an option for us. We, we've often talked to people uh, about obedience being better uh, than sacrifice. And, and I'm here to tell you that, that both of them really go together. Stop living your life trying to pick and choose the part of the gospel you favor the most. Just fall in love with all of it. And what I've learned about what you, what you love, it becomes easier to do. Doesn't mean there won't be some heartache in it. Because being in love will bring heartache to you. Money can bring heartache to you. Success can bring heartache. But you can't keep telling God, I don't like that part. And then try to tell God how to put all the emphasis on the part you like. Because oftentimes, the very things that we like put us at odds with God. And that's what he said. He said, listen, anything you put before me is going to be a problem. Even if it has something to do with me. He said, you can't love my father more than you love me. Come on, talk to me. And so we really need, we want to spend some time trying to get right there. And, 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 and trust me, trust me in this. It ain't easy for me either. It ain't easy for me either. I, I'd rather be that, that parent everybody likes. I'd rather be the pastor everybody think I'm so wonderful and so loving. But I got to preach hard stuff too. And, and, and writing it hurts my feelings sometimes. So don't think I'm up here just trying to beat you over the head, get you to do something that I ain't going to do. But I got to do what all of us got to do. But I got to take it from the perspective of the blood rests first with me. And I want us to be a better people. Amen? All right. Luke 12, verse 48. My New Living Translation Bible. Uh, this one verse here, and we'll get right down to it. It says, but, but, but people who are not aware that they are doing wrong will be punished only lightly. Much is required from those to whom much is given. I 
and much more is required from those to whom much more is given. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you can't have it both ways. Can't have it both ways. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated while I pray. God, our Father, thank you so much for giving us this day. Now, Lord, I pray that you would touch this body of mine. Touch me from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. Lord, give me strength to tell the truth in this hour. Oh, God, take my thoughts and make them your thoughts. Oh, God, take my conclusions and make them your truths. Use me, God, I pray. Just going to do the best I can while I can. But I need you in this hour because the people are hungry and desire to be fed. So, Lord, talk to us now. Shut out everything that is not like you, not from you, and not about you. That we would know truth now. For it is truth then and truth now and truth forever that will make us free. And we want to be free. It's your edict. It's your promise to us that you would make us free. Forgive me of my sin. Forgive us of our sin. And now, Lord, have mercy. Give us a clean slate, a new beginning. Daily, God, you give us new benefits, new blessings. Let that be so. Open our eyes and our ears now that we might hear and see and then do. Our steps have been ordered by you. So hold us responsible along the way. Don't let us fall by the wayside. Pick us up. Charge us on a little further. For thine is the kingdom, power, and the glory forever. And the redeemed of the Lord said, Amen. Amen. And Amen. God bless you, Sister Huggins, Sister Tabitha. You may be seated. Again, I, I'm going to apologize early. I'm, I'm getting better. I ain't all the way there, but I, I'm getting better. Amen. Y'all pray for me. Pray with me. If I hit a high note in the middle of a low note, I'll just keep going. Amen. And uh, if I get to hacking too much, y'all just pray, Lord, help. If I preach too long, pray, Lord, help. But we're going to get through. Amen. I believe that um, the, 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 the text uh, here in Luke 12 uh, is, is a critical text uh, for a modern church. Uh, one of the things I really believe is that all of us uh, at some times or another make mistakes. I thought I'd get more amens right now. I believe all of us at one time or another, make mistakes. Some of them, some of them, Rudy, are, are intentional. Some things we do, uh, as as Grandma would say, we do out of spite. Uh, we do to be malicious. We do uh, out of a sense of mischievousness. But I think that the Bible uh, makes it clear, even right here uh, in this particular uh, pericope, that uh, God knows how to handle. Text uh, 
Jesus himself, you do know that the red letters mean Jesus is talking. And, and so Jesus is, is giving a summary, uh, Jesse, as, as he's drawing near to this particular offering. Uh, you know, Matthew, Mark, and Luke uh, wrote their gospels in a synoptic form. In other words, they kind of wrote them all at the same time with a sense of agreement. Uh, John comes along later, and uh, John uh, is the last book, the last offering of the four gospels that go to print. Uh, by the time John writes uh, his gospel, uh, Matthew, uh, Mark, and Luke have already been circulated. And so they, they, they sound a lot alike. They, they, their stories their, their chapters of discussion are, are very similar. And in this particular setting, Jesus uh, has taken time, uh, Rudy, to talk to the church about money and giving and, and financial responsibilities. One of the things he makes clear is, is that if you start living your life for material possessions, it'll blind you. It'll mess you up. Let me be perfectly clear to you. I, I know y'all got stuff. I see what y'all drive. I, I see where y'all live. I, I see what you wear. I see your jewelry. I, I see your hairdo, your nails. I, I, that's fine. I, I ain't got nothing against that. I, I, I think the ladies are beautiful. We've got some beautiful sisters in our church, and y'all wear it well. That, that's just wonderful. And your husbands like it. Your boo thing like it. Your, your whatever like it. And that do that. Don't come in here ugly. Don't, don't come in here all messed up because I'm going to have something to say about that too. But living for material possessions will blind you. Jesus makes that clear that, 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 that not only does it blind us in this season, but it will blind us in the kingdom for we won't get to see it. And so we, we, we have to be careful uh, about what we invest in material things. Let me tell you now, and I, I've told you this before, uh, I don't care what you got, you can't take it with you. I can't, you can't. Uh, when you die, if your family can't think about you, they're going to put you in a halfway decent dress. Uh, you don't get to wear no shoes, no pumps, bet price when you die. Uh, no red bottom shoes. I'm sorry, you're going barefoot now. Uh, they may give you a little bit of your jewelry, and it may not be your best stuff because uh, we need to pay some bills when you leave here. But, but don't, don't fool yourself into blindness by thinking that because you make money, you can just buy anything and wear and drive anything because when you die, it's going to stay right here. And, and let me give you another one for those of you who wouldn't say amen to that. You're going to die. Yeah, everybody should say amen right there. You're going to die. And, and, and so what he, what he also says, Kenny, is that not only will it blind us, but, but it will also make us ill-prepared for the kingdom. Remember, the man who had these many barns, he built, rooted and built and built, and the crops came in, had a good season, and he built and built and stored and stored and stored. And Jesus says, you a fool. You're crazy, man. You, 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 you think because you built all of those barns that that's going to do it for you. Let me tell you something right now. Ask the people on the east coast of Florida. 
what happens when a hurricane comes. Ask those people in Oklahoma what happens when the winds on the prairie blow and tornadoes show up. Ask them folk in a place called Paradise, California, if your life savings won't burn up and the fire department can't help you. Ask those people who have lost a life's savings and yet their souls were unaccounted for. Ask Lazarus, who, who in, in the gospel writing, we find him torn between one chasm and another because in this life he was treated poorly. But when he died, he goes to the bosom of Abraham. And, and those who tormented him and laughed at him are on the other side saying, help us. Don't, don't let what you have keep you from heaven. Jesus helped us understand that you, you've got to be careful, Cedric, by getting wrapped up in the world's goods. Some of y'all ain't no more than what you got right now. And if you lose that, you're going to act a fool. Some folk going to quit coming to church when they lose that high-paying job. Some folk going to quit coming because the car break down. They get passed over. It's God's fault. Let me help you understand something. Everything this world has to offer stays right here. Don't fool yourself. I, I know I won't get a lot of amen. But I'm trying to help you understand that Jesus is trying to tell the church, get your affairs in proper perspective. He reminds me, he said, you know, you, you, you mess around and and get caught up in taking care of your family and your house and your car, and you're going to neglect eternity. As I mentioned in Christian Academy this morning, because I knew the preaching points, but, but I, I mentioned this morning, don't, don't you fool yourself into thinking that all you have to do is in your flesh. Y'all quiet on me. Help a sick preacher now. Don't fool yourself. Listen, I'm telling you now. Love your family. Take care of your children. Do stuff for your grandchildren. Travel. See the world. But don't put God over in a corner somewhere. Don't only see Jesus on Sunday. Or don't cry out to him just before you run into a telephone pole. Don't cry out to him before you slip on the ice. Oh, Jesus, Lord, have mercy. You got to remember that God must be fast or nothing will ever last. Come on, help me now. Whole lot of us got our lives upside down. Got Jesus over like Peter, Peter the pumpkin eater. Got him in a pumpkin shell trying to keep him very well. Then you bring him out on Sunday and both of y'all strangers to each other. You can't worship him because you don't know him. You won't give to him because you don't trust him. You can't put him fast because you're afraid of what that will do in your life. But I'm here to tell you now, don't put Jesus in the wrong place. You got to let him have firstness in your life. I didn't get no amens right there. Should have got some amens. These from old folk. Anybody here over 50 ought to know how to keep Jesus first. Because you didn't have to live to get 50. Jesus was nice to you. And anybody in their 40s ought to say thank you because you don't know if you're going to make 50. The old 
church has always known how to hold up the bloodstained banner. Don't neglect him. Then he also wants us to understand that, that, that those of us who are saved must also be servants. Yes, servants. And, and servants do, do at least two things very well. And the third is the bonus. Servants do two things well, and the third is one. One, they know how to watch. They're watching. And second, just Myra, they know how to wait. Because we know uh, us old school, anybody born uh, uh, prior to 1990 knows how to wait. We, we waited on some things, haven't we, y'all? And we waited. Everything, nothing. The old folk would tell us, the world don't owe you nothing. They'll tell you, you wasn't born with no silver spoon in your mouth or born on a silver platter. Old saints know how to wait on God. And then the, the third thing I said before, they, they, they know how to worship. Church used to sound like church. God help me right here. We used to sing. We didn't only say I was glad when they said unto me, we, we, we act like it. We came in rejoicing. We came in. Choirs used to march down the aisle, rocking and reeling to God. They, they went around and split it in the middle of the altar, and they got in. They, were, they, were, they had a rhythm. They had a righteousness about them. They knew they were lifting up praises unto God because they knew that God had been faithful. They were saying that old song, we are soldiers in the army, and they would march with deliberateness. Put on their robe. They didn't mind putting on robe. They didn't complain. Them robes hot. That was their uniform. They didn't unzip their robes in the middle of serving like young church. Now, church, y'all coming out of something. Oops. Old church, them sisters stood up there and they just came. It was decent to keep your uniform tight. They understood worship. And then so now, that's part one. I ain't going to take much more time. You can go on. But part one says, well, Leroy, what, what, is, what is the point of the matter of having it both ways? Well, here's the problem. We're trying to have it both ways. Jesus says that when you've been given much, is it not fair to think that much should be required? Jesus says, if you've been entrusted with much more, even it, isn't it fair to require much more? What Jesus is saying is, even if you got a little bit, you got to do something. And you got a lot of bit, you got to do something, something. You, 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 you look at me now and say, okay, this is all about money. No, no, this is not about money. This is about life. That's where the church get in trouble. Because you want to make things about what you want to argue about when you're missing the whole point is life. Jesus said, your, your life ain't just food. Your life ain't just clothes. Your life ain't just money. Your life is life. Yeah. Come on, talk to me. Yeah. If you have a good life, you ought to give a good life. Yeah. 
on a box. I, I, I like reading stuff. I grew up and they had that old book, Reading is Fundamental. Fundamentally, I like, I like reading. And it was a bumper sticker that says, he who dies with the most toys wins. Y'all ever seen that bumper sticker? Y'all ever heard that expression? Y'all ever left Lynchburg? Right down the interstate sometimes. <laughs> you've seen it, young Beverly. Haven't you seen that? You've never seen that? You're a progressive man. Ain't nobody ever seen that but me. Look it up. Y'all don't know. Okay. So, 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 Lewis, here's what I got to do. Make sure y'all don't think. Who got their phone with them? Google it right now. Just type in, he who, he who dies with most toys, when you know it, I didn't make it up. Go ahead. I'm giving you permission to Google. Whoever's the fast, Aaron's got it. Aaron's working on it already. It, it's, it's a real saying. You're not working on it, Aaron? Yeah, you get it. When, when it come up, just say, yep, he's telling the truth, and then I'll keep going. But I'll be going anyway. You have to catch up with me. But the bumper sticker said, Dick Walker, he who dies with the most toys wins. And I thought to myself, what? That's the reality of the modern, sophisticated thinking. Isn't it there, Aaron? So it's true. 1960. So, so, so. What I see in the church is a mentality now that says what I have justifies what I've done. Here it is. Deacon Walker, here it is. People tell me all the time, Pastor, I got to do what I got to do. My question is, well, what are you doing? And what are you doing that will amount to anything toward kingdom life? Because the Bible says only what we do for Christ is paraphrased. He says because when you die, nothing in this life transfers over. You done bust your hump. You done stepped on people. You done robbed God. You done lied and cheated. And when you die, all your toys are forfeited. That's what it's like. You have given over to a human point of view, watch this, and yet you say you serve a divine and holy God. Here's what Jesus said. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and they do what I tell them. No, nothing, nothing in this Christian life is that hard, y'all? Y'all, please stop making me in a Christian hard. You don't know how to make it easy. Put you in a corner somewhere. And then go follow Jesus. You, you are not your own person. J Jesus says, Jesus says, from, from a human point of view, having all the toys is a pretty good thing. Because we, we know that the Bible reminds us to charge them that are rich in this world. That, that's what the, the word says. And so, so having things is not really that bad a deal. Amen. You say amen. I'm, I'm not going to make you write down your list. I, I'm telling you now, I, I, I appreciate nice things. But here's what you got to understand. You can't let what you have have you. 
can't. You are not what you drive. They make too many of them. So Jesus reminds me, he said, now here it is. If you subscribe to that way of thinking, you have now told God, shut up. I want to hear what you got to say. Don't, don't try to influence me with your psychological wham, bam, bam. I got it figured out. You just told God, I don't need you to be my shepherd. I'm my own player. I got it figured out that if I can amass all that makes me bigger, then I'm all right. People commit suicide. Because they lose jobs. Isn't that crazy? People go home and kill their families because they lose a job or gamble, lose a fortune. That man that killed his wife out there in Colorado was in love with a woman who didn't have nothing like what his wife already had. He killed some beautiful children and a woman over a woman who said she really don't love him. Jesus said, if your mind is wrapped up in the things of this world, you can't go with me. Here's rub, Jess. Here's rub. Whenever preachers say stuff like that, there's a percentile in the congregation that says, I'm done. They don't have the fortitude to get up and walk out in that service. They just don't come back to the next one. Whenever you say things that people don't agree with out of this book, they decide, I'll just close the book. Let me help you. Let me help you and you and you. Closing the book don't take away the power of the words. Jesus never said all those in favor say I. Oh, y'all ain't like it. said, listen, there's a, there's, a, there's a certain spiritual awakening that few of us hang around long enough to enjoy. Did you get that? Yes, you heard me. There's a spiritual awakening. If you hang around long enough, let me show you how it works. It, it's cold. It's got a little colder now, right? You, you, you're outside. You, you're cold. Do you instantly get warm when you go in the house? No, you run in the house. You, you, come on, talk to me. It takes a while, doesn't it? But for the sake of, of, of brilliance, you don't just shuck it and go on back outside and freeze to death. You hang around until it takes effect. And then somebody says, come on, go back outside. You go, you crazy? Cold out there. I ain't going back out there. And spiritual discipleship is kind of like coming in the house. You ain't going to instantly get warm. Just rub yourself a while. H huddle up together. Get around like same believers. And, and watch, watch when your mind starts to evolve concerning the things of God. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. Then they know. It's an, it's an awakening. Then there, there, there's an opposite side. There's an opposite side. 
Samaria, that, that there may well be two others as well. Here's the opposite side. Lord, no, that's not true. But there's a side in some of us that means we just thick-skulled morons. No, Harmony, I didn't say it was you. You, 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 you got people who are just thick-skulled. And, and here's the Bible, the Bible says, the Bible says, don't harden your hearts. Don't resist me. Don't stiffen your necks. Because you don't like what I do. Jesus, Jesus said, what's the problem? Did I say something wrong? He said, what, what did I do? Why would you come at me like this? Because the opposite is true. Most of us, not, not all of y'all, there's a percentile in every worship service, Deacon Anderson. But, but there, are, there are always going to be those people who have already decided, no. I don't care what I preach. I can preach prosperity. No, it ain't that easy. I can preach redemption. Some people don't want to be saved. It doesn't matter. But here's the reality. Jesus says, once I give it to you, you are now required to make it do what it do. Here's my note. Here's my preaching, Aaron. Jesus said, not, not Leroy. I'm going to let y'all go in a minute. Jesus said, Audrey, not Leroy. Jesus said, when I put my word out, it won't come back to, y'all ain't talking to me. He said, I'm going to put it out. You just got to let it do what it do. Can, can I tell you what I'm trying to tell you? Ain't no reason for none of y'all to not be saved by now. Ain't no reason for this not to be a total tithing church by now. Ain't no reason for us to struggle in any area of ministry because your pastor works hard on putting it out there so it can do what it do. I know I'm a good preacher. This ain't arrogance. This ain't conceit. It's truth. Because if I wasn't, he could have fired me by now. He said, listen, I'm going to be true. And I set it out there. The onus is on them to let it do what it do. He said, because anything else is resistance. He said, don't harden your hearts. From the day you hear me, sit the two Sundays a week. We stretch these doors on the hinges. 52 Thursdays. 52 Wednesdays. So it can do what it do. But some of us can't make 50. Can't make, we, we sound like Abram negotiating with the angel of the Lord. But Lord, if not 52, can I cut at least 40? Well, well Lord, anyway, I may not make 40. Can I make 35? Leave us alone a minute. Let me count how many I made this week. You can't be whole doing some. Come on, if I'm right, say something. You, you can't grow up in the fullness of the Lord still drinking milk at 35. Jeff, I ain't lying. 
I saw, I, no, just your seat right here. Come on. Two, 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 here it is, Adrian. 2,000 years ago, watch this now. Kenny, you're a preacher. 2,000 years ago, this is what Jesus said. Jesus said, we have a situation where the blind are leading the blind. Didn't he say that? Listen, that church, good Lord, I, 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 I think Houston, we have a problem. Here's something interesting. In this ultra-modern way of thinking to you millennials, how is it that we have made progress in so many areas of our lives except our relationship with God? People are living longer. Their wealth brackets have changed. People are more mobile. You, they, said, they said there were millions and millions of people traveling this, this weekend. The two most traveled holidays, 4th of July and, and Thanksgiving. And, 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 and people are doing, we're smarter. These, these young people now, their phones have more memory space and capability than the first computers we bought that were big as a box. These young people have traveled around the world in their minds, and some of us ain't never left Campbell County. These young people communicate with people in other worlds and have a language app in their phone that can take Spanish and translate it to English and English to Spanish so they can talk to each other, and yet the church is stuck on stupid. We are still struggling to tithe. Yet our income levels have gone up. We are building houses with more square footage than some of our churches have. Some of the cars you drive cost more than it costs to build this original church. And yet look at us. 2,000 years, Jesus said, and Laura, God help us. We're stuck. That quiet y'all got back there. See how your attitudes done shifted? Come on, talk to me. Open your book back there. Because I'm still in the book. Jesus says, the results are evident. Because when I got here, you didn't even know me. And all of the book talked about me coming. He said, I got here. He came to his own, and his own would not receive him. And the whole book talked about him coming. Come on, talk to me. Come on now. John said, behold, the Lamb of God. And turn around and say, who? That ain't what he's supposed to look like. It's amazing how folk who never saw him told him what he's supposed to look like. You're not what we were expecting. So Jesus said, well, what were you expecting? Here it is. Miss Madeline, this is in part one. The, 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 the confusing points of the church are self-generated. We create confusion as a dodge to compliance. 
we are, we are not as confused as we say we are. So rather than comply, we say stuff like, I don't, I don't know. I don't see that in the Bible. He, he just making that up. When I was at my other church, they didn't say that. Well, in the other hell, it wasn't as hot either. But it was still hell. You, 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 say, you say stuff like, Lord, be a fence. But you keep jumping over it. And then when you get something, get tore up out there, you, you, Lord, come see me. Come on and see about me. Come, Lord, rescue us. Come on, talk to me. We create confusion as a dodge to compliance. Jesus simply says, I'm going to give you everything. But what you going to do with it? You, you have a God. I'm going on. I got to go. You, you have a God. Who, who says to you, ask me. And here's what he says, Madeline, that's really beautiful. For anything. You, you, you have. Not, not just, he, he don't just loan me and Kenny. He don't loan me and Jesse. He don't loan just me and Deacon Anderson, Deacon Walker, Deacon David. No, no, no. You not not just separate say that's me now he's talking about you have a God who said to you ask me for anything and call I am who I am and can do it like I do it I'll give it to you oh come on you it's more than five of y'all had turkey Thursday it's more than five of y'all done been thankful. God said, if you ask me anything, you said, I'll give it to you. And then he said this, Kenny, I like this. He said, because nothing is impossible for me. You, you know what I like about, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to get to hollering because I can't, I want them, but I can't. You know what gets me? Whenever I, whenever I hear God say stuff like that, I want to do like the old folks said. I want to try and see. I, I, I stop thinking of stuff. But here's where the growth point comes. Whenever God says that, you can't be selfish. That's why I got right there. Because I don't want it just for me. I want it for us. My, 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 my challenge to you in part one is that realize what you have and ask yourself why it ain't working. In light of all God's given you, right now, do the inventory. What about possible blessing? Name the one. All that God has given you why it ain't working? Why is our church like this? Why is your marriage? Why is your job? Why is your family? Why are your children? Why is your husband? Why, why ain't this working? I got everything that I asked for. God gave me health and strength. God gave me 
God woke me up. Come on, come, come in. Then why anyway? Why? I'll tell you why. Because you're trying to have it both ways. You're trying to play music in hell and dance in heaven. That, that's the problem. You, 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 you like what they're doing down there. You're trying to make it work over. No, baby, it don't work like that. Jesus said, what I gave to you, I gave to you with purpose. Make my little cup point right there. I gave to you with purpose. Whatever God has put in your hands, it was supposed to work for him. Thank you, Sister David. It, that, that, you, you thought as soon as you got it, it was yours. Ain't yours. Here. Look at the name and say stewardship, not ownership. I believe y'all better tell me maybe that again because they didn't hear you. Stewardship, not ownership. You don't own nothing. That's why everybody got Miss David. Don't want to raise that. I don't care what your I don't care about no deed. I don't care about no title. I don't care about no trust. I don't care about your pen code. I, I don't care about your password. You don't own nothing. It all belongs to God. Always has. Always will. You're a fool for trying to take it out of his hand. But he's given to you a purpose. And that's why he says to him, I know what I gave you. Now, pay it back. Because the Bible says we're going to have to give it Every distribution, every delivery, every deposit, everything God ever purposed in your life. Tell your attitude changing. Purpose. Then last thing. Understand that, that everything God does is, is also. Here it is, about placement. Because God knows where to put it. You just have to find it. Here it is. Text says, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall. Now we stand outside like God can just drop a hundred feet off and close the door. There are times that we think we can go point A to point B. You don't do ministry without people. Here's our problem. We tried to walk seven years ago to create ministries 
but we didn't create people to do ministry with. We came with these nice titles and, 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 and tried to put people there. We had no people. By the time we gave out all the ministries, that was all us. What about left to minister to? Come on, laugh. It's funny because that's what we did. We, we came up with marriage ministry, substance abuse ministry, this ministry, that ministry, and we put this brother, that brother, that sister. And by the time we finished doling out all the assignments, it was just us. What we didn't do is go after the people. He says, you got to seek. Here's what the Bible says. He came to his own. He didn't wait for us to show up. Placement. He came. He left heaven to go where the people were. Y'all ain't talking to me at all. Jesus said, if I'm going to fill up my kingdom, I got to go down there to bring them back up here. Y'all ain't helping me. Placement. Wherever you work, that's your placement. God didn't give you no job just sitting there and collecting no check. You know there's some people who don't work got more money than you do. You there for placement. You live. Bless your life. And men will see what you're doing, glorify your father which is in heaven, and want to join your team. Here it is. Purpose. Placement. This part where if, if, if I felt a little better, I can get my holler and then we go. But it's about praise. It, it's about it's about running out, doing the thing, coming back and saying, oh God, look what we did. It's about to God be the glory. The Bible says when they understood their purpose, when they understood placement, they came back with praise. They came back and said, Lord, in your name, we were off the chain. They said, Lord, in your name, even demons behave themselves. Our problem is we do more listening to the demons than the demons have to worry about listening to us. Amen goes right there. They said, in your name, we were healing folk. We got more folk out on sick leave and sick call. And we, we, we ain't offering no prayers to nobody. We tell, tell people, come pray for us. I'd cry too, baby, but I got to finish the sermon. <laughs> Praise. They came back. Here it is. Last one. Brookville, you don't think you're going to come back if you don't ever go out. You, you, you do know your best you ain't sitting on that pew right now. They went. They left. They said, okay, we're going to do it. Two-fold sub-point. Purpose, placement, praise. Two points, up point, go. Here it is. First of all, they had to trust him. 
Petra, I'm done. I got to go. I'm sweating. I feel bad. And, and the second point, there, this is a good one. They tried it. Dick Anderson, wasn't that easy? They, they trusted him. They, Jesus said, come here. He said, I wish I could be as black as I want to right now and say what I want to say, but I need the Christmas money to the end of the year. Can't get fired. This is the worst time of the year to get fired. Can't have y'all voting out church. But if I can say it like I want to say it, I can say it like I want to say it. Some of y'all meet me in the hallway, I'll tell you what I was going to say, but let me do it pastorally now. I will say to you, why don't you trust him? What has God not did that you shouldn't trust him? And then if I can say it, Adrian, like I want to say it, but I can't say it like I want to say it because my wife and stuff want kids for Christmas stuff. Got grandkids, nine of them. Why won't you at least try? Stop waiting on somebody else to do it. Now, my y'all, I ain't no trustee. No, you never will be with that attitude. I ain't no trustee. No, you, you thank God you don't even tithe. Why would we let you count our money when you don't give your money? Trust him long. And you can't trust him at lowest level. You got to trust him at greatest level. Memphis, you got to trust him. You can't depend on your business. You can't depend on your sister-in-law. You, you got to be at Memphis level. And you can't trust him at the police. You got to trust him at the federal level. Here's what I discovered. Once you get out there, you will find that they're more than just you. We're not in competition with the ramp. If we get out there and meet some ramp folk, that's collaboration. Then we can learn something. Hey, I'm done. That's part, part one. Of you can't have both ways. Now, next Sunday when you come back, that's going to be the same title of the sermon. It just got parts to it. So don't think I'm coming up with no whole lot of titles. It's you can't have it both ways, part two. You can't have it both ways, part three. Till I finish. Listen to me. Hear me well. Hear me well. We're done. One o'clock. Here it is. You have to understand that everything I said just here and now is personal. You, you, you're thinking, uh, you talking about you, Pastor? No, I'm saying it's personal. You. I'm talking to you. you you're right here in this sermon. This ain't no deacon sermon. This ain't no minister sermon. This ain't no trustee sermon. This is a you sermon. You can look away. You can scratch your head. Readjust your hairdo. You can do all that stuff you're doing, but you heard me. Question is, do you heed me? Because the reality is, God is no respecter of person. He can't give Pat what he won't give Madeline. That would make him unfair. And he will never be charged with injustice. He can't give Audrey what he don't give Amanda. And because we got two Amandas, he know how to give each Amanda what each Amanda is entitled to according to ministry purpose. And then, you know, I, I, I would have, but 
butts are for sitting. Only time you need one of them is when you're going to sit down. Stop sitting down. Go. He said, listen, preacher. They didn't know him like you did. You read his biography. You can't make me doubt it. You can't make me doubt it. Know too much about him in my heart. Then if you're going to sing that, we ought to see that. And watch this. Watch this for you smart aleck Christian. I don't sing it. Well, because you sing it don't mean we shouldn't see it. I start my dog kind of. But that's part one. You can't have it both ways. And you can't sit here on a Sunday morning and tell me that God has been unfaithful. I ain't buying it. Can't okie doke me. I know too much about every one of you. Ain't, ain't nobody in here I don't know enough about to know that my sermon is absolutely valid. God been good to y'all. All of y'all. Let's stand on our feet. Part one, tell your neighbor, say, well, that wasn't so bad. I mean, that's part one. It'll be all right. You can't have it both ways. Why would, why would you want to split your alliances? For the mighty God, we serve. No, seriously. Okay, if you got to think about it, think about it. But, 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 but you just came out of a period called Thanksgiving. I told him Sunday I want to call it gratitude service. And look how good God been to us. Anybody in here didn't have nothing to eat? Anybody didn't have nowhere to sleep, no comfort, no creature comforts? No, God was good. How many of you, how many of you are already sick of turkey and yams and all that kind of stuff? You ready to move on to something else now? That's how good God is. He says in, in the book of Deuteronomy, he says this. He says, if you just do what I say, I will bless your fields, your crops, your animals your children, your house. I'll bless you coming in. I'll bless you going out. I'll make your enemies scared of you. I will send rain when it's time for it to rain. I'll hold it back when it's too much. If you just do what I tell you. Deuteronomy. Chapter 12. Read it. He said, if you just heed what I'm telling you. And then Jesus comes along says, here I am. I am here of whom he was speaking because I bring it all. You know our life is not only in Christ Jesus, but it's through him. Whew, that'll preach all by. So while you're standing, part one, can't have it both ways. Here's what I want you to tell you. Here's what I want to tell you. Tell you this, God's on the truth. It's not impossible for any of you to be a top-notch servant of God. 
You ain't too old. Ain't too young. Train up the child and honor your seniors. The, the, the Bible said, them, them that have labored are due a right reward. And, and so don't understand here. Well, he, ain't, he ain't told me that's just for the leadership. No, that's for the sheep. All of the sheep. I, I, ain't, I ain't on no ministry. I, I just come here. Well, you need to change that all by itself. That's another sermon all by itself. I wouldn't want to go to no church that I ain't a part of. I'll have some stake in it. God is too good for us to do that. Placement. You got to go looking for it. It's out there. It's out there. Reach across, grab somebody's hand. This is the prayer of benediction. Next Sunday, I'll feel better. You'll know it's time to go. Church, church recognizes going by the time the preacher starts hollering. They say, oh, we must be ready to go now. You don't holiday. Oh, is he finished yet? What is it? So next Sunday, you'll know. Be better. I'll be back on the bench. But that praise thing, I had a setup for that. I can't do it. I'm saved. <coughs> I can't. I can't. I ain't got it. The hand you hold is purpose. Bob says that everywhere we are is about designation. There's an assignment in every place that I am. Here am I, Lord, send me. Who will go for us? And so right there where you are, those people around you, whether you turn to the left or to the right, whether you reach behind you or whether you reach forward, whatever it is, that's assignment. They needed your touch today. No accident, no happenstance, no, you just lucky. It's purpose. And it's part of the placement. For whatever reason, to be determined, to be determined perhaps at another date or time, you are with that person right now. And in the annals of history, you'll look back on this day perhaps and say, you know what? Remember that day we held hands in church? Thus and thus was happening in my life. But this is what came. It, it was purpose. It was placement. Don't neglect the order of God. There's something to it. You ever had that deja vu moment? That's what they call it. And you go, oh, wait a minute. I've seen that before. I've dreamed that before. I've been here before. That's God giving you insight to prophecy. Every one of us, if we slow down enough and pay close attention, the gift of prophecy will creep into your life. Because the Bible says it would happen. And our young men, our young women would dream dreams and have visions. That's God's promise in the prophet Joel's book. He doesn't put names there, so that means everybody has the potential to prophesy. And prophesy don't mean you go around telling people they're going to open a business. Prophecy is simply God allowing you a preview of something that is to come. And it ain't always about you. Sometimes it's so you can go encourage somebody else. Sometimes it's so you can go eradicate one from a bad life. You can bring them out by saying you're better than this. I saw something better for you. And you don't need to put a title on or a collar. 
God just lets you see stuff to help you. So the hand you hold is ministry. Because somebody ain't had their hand held in who knows when. And just to let somebody know that I'm not by myself. God, our Father, right now in the name of Jesus, much has been given. Therefore, now, Lord, we take into account that much is going to be required. We now, Lord, receive again in purpose. Why am I here? What must I do? Which way should I go? What will I bring with me? Why am I so gifted? What do I lack? I need to understand now, Lord, my purpose. What is my assignment? Why have you blessed me so richly? Why is my cupboard so bare? When all around me, others speak of prosperity. Why do I feel so poor? Rain on me. Change my season. Change my circumstance. Try and trust me again. Pour into me new purpose. Then, Lord, help me to understand the assignment that goes with my purpose. You said that if we ask, see if we knock fulfillment would come rivers would flow banks would be overrun crops would yield harvests would be plentiful dew would fall rain would fall Lord thy will be done Give unto us all that we most chiefly need. Let this house live again. Let it thrive and let its voice return. Let its praises go up. Women, men, boys and girls would cry out, what must I do to be saved? Order our steps afresh. Send us into the low places, the high places, the valleys and the mountains, the classroom, the boardroom. Send us with purpose. Send us with an assignment. We will tell this story that Jesus is Lord. Salvation is in the Christ. Bless my family now, my household, those who come in and those who go out, those who are sick among us, lie upon beds of affliction, nursing homes and hospitals, treatment centers. Bless the medication. Bless the doctor's advice. 
Bless the well wishes and prayers that go up on their behalf. Comfort bereaved families. Family in Alabama lost their child due to a mistake at the hands of those that we trust to serve and protect. Young girl was wounded. Another young man wounded. Out shopping with friends and family. We are living in some perilous times. Our brothers and sisters on the West Coast, Lord, send rain, send relief, give rest. To our friends to the north and south of us, where the storms are dumping mass quantities of snow, in the south, it's raining. Lord, keep them safe. Today, Lord, many have to travel to get back home, get ready to go to work on tomorrow. Highways are dangerous. Train jumped the track. Turbulence grounded a flight. So, Lord, all modes of transportation, we pray for traveling mercy. Slow them down. Don't let them drink and drive. Don't let the pilot drink and fly. Don't let the engineer drink and engineer. And let us be patient. Folk going to cut us off and slow us down and get in front of us. All them things going to happen. We just got to remember it's one mile at a time. Lord, when we reach for that one special gift and somebody else's hand is on it, let us think of our neighbor. They'll make more. No need of fighting, cussing, pushing, and shoving. Let's just live to fight another day. So God bless us today. It's time to go. Our time has been well spent. Deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom, power and the glory forever. And the redeemed of the Lord said, Amen. Amen. And amen.